Okay, well, Jared Fillmore, I got you on the, the phone or the Skype call or whatever whatever we're using. Um, Jared, want to kind of get started into this, but give me a little bit of background on yourself. You know, where are you from? How old? Uh, what kind of what kind of gets you into the the rodeo career, like kind of path? Okay, yeah. So I'm 23 years old, and I'm from Payson, Utah, just right outside of Spanish Fork, Utah. Um, my family's totally city kind of grew up like not around horses period and for some reason i had this weird obsession with horses ever since i pretty much could walk which was random because we didn't have any or nothing like that um when i was eight years old i talked my parents into getting me a horse we bought one at the sale for 300 bucks and i started riding this little mare and she was just she ended up being just a great little horse. I learned a lot on her. Um, it just kind of went from there, which is just weird. But I, uh, I had an uncle when I was young. He passed away, I guess, when I was 12 years old. But he rode, and I wasn't distant from him. I didn't know him very well. But when I got a horse, my dad contacted him and said, Hey, well, why don't you bring him over here? And uh, I'd like to show him we, we could rope a little bit. And, so there and um i didn't know jack crap but he got me swinging the rope and kind of doing stuff and kind of got me going really and then um from there i uh got a horse that a rope horse and you know i never never everything they could to on everything they knew they could do and then um steve young lives right out here by me and he some miracle just took me under hit he just has helped me so much with my roping and getting into the at game and just everything to it my parents have been totally supportive of everything even though they didn't really know what they were getting into right so this is kind of a unique thing right because i i've experienced it a little bit uh, obviously we were my family's uh really into the roping industry but as far as like going down the professional rodeo path um, yeah. what do you think or what would you suggest to someone that might not be from an area where like a lot of areas in like texas arizona right. um, they're around a lot of people that naturally do it for a living and right. uh, that's just really not that way out here so for someone that right. would like is, is from one of those areas, what do you think would be kind of key or what have you kind of learned so far as like really helped you, yeah. you know, figure, think, figure things out? I think you got to play that to your advantage. Cause I think that there's two, th two ways you could go about it is you can either use it as a detriment, like, Oh, I didn't grow up with this or this or that. It's harder for me. Or you can kind of use it to an advantage. The way that I see it is like, man, I'm, I'm lucky that I didn't do that because this is something I love to do. And I'm learning so much about it every day. On the outside of that, my family's in into so many different things that it kind of gives me a, a well-rounded aspect to a lot of different areas in life, which which I feel like sometimes people don't get um, if unless they just choose to, you know, venture out of the box and and learn about different things. But I kind of play it to my strength is like this is kind of my own thing, and whatever I do, win or lose, it's on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like that that's kind of how I see that. I like that. Uh, all right. So 
One thing that's definitely happened in the last few years, uh, you started to go to Texas a little bit. And, and the first guy that I kind of remember you being around was Kobe Lovell, right? Like you guys roped together, was it two, three years ago? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but kind of my first question for that is as, you know, you're, you're starting to get out there and rodeo a little bit. What did your practices look like? here in Utah and then as you got around guys that are professionals yeah. um, more and more and and just around guys that, like more guys that do it for a living and maybe make the finals right. a little bit more regularly like what changed there or did anything change no um you know it was good for me going down to Texas the first time you know I felt like I learned a lot and I've grown a lot in my roping I always was disciplined with myself like I've always been kind of motivated to learn and grow whether it was hard for me to accept some things or not like with my roping you know you're always changing and horsemanship and stuff but one thing that Texas did for me was it kind of made me realize how invested I was and I how invested I wanted to be because it it kind of is your whole life you know it 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 takes up your whole life. And I think at first when I moved from home and I was out in the area, I didn't know nobody. And it was, it was kind of hard. I was like, man, if I didn't do good, it was like the end of the world to me. And it, it kind of made me almost like not even enjoy roping, which sounds bad, but after a little bit of time, I quickly like realized like, Hey dude, I love doing this stuff. Like this is the only reason I'm doing it is because I love it. And so then I started kind of realizing like win or lose. That's not, that's not the big picture. The big picture is, is enjoying what I'm able to do and continually getting better. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you get so consumed in how things are going in the moment, you, you lose sight of what really matters. And in reality, Roping is what we all love to do, but it has no value on who we are as a person. And I think that that's been a bigger a thing for me is because if you if you internalize it personally and, and whether you're good with yourself or not all depends on how you've been roping, you're not going to be a very, you know, joyful person. And I feel like, like going through some stuff and kind of being at that place has made me realize like, hey, it's okay. Like, I love who I am not because of roping. You know, I love roping. That's what I'm doing. It doesn't define me though. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just basically not tying roping to essentially your self-worth and then trying to yeah, find exactly. that, uh, the, the, the process of roping and, and getting better at something is, yeah. is essentially what you're trying to, to do day in and day out. So it's never like, it kind of takes away from the ups and downs a little bit. Cause you're always, yeah, you're kind of going exactly. down a path, right? Yeah. It's a journey. Exactly. So with the practice, what, what have you like learned or if for someone that, you know, for example, there's probably a lot of, a lot of younger guys that would like to, to rope for a living that maybe don't even get the opportunity to go to Texas or to right. be around some of the guys like, like even like Steve Young who ropes yep. great in, in from our area, you know, is one of the, one of the better rodeo guys in, in Utah for a long time. Um, yeah. So what have been some things that you've been able to like add to your practice or you would suggest to someone that, Hey, this, this is things that have really helped me yeah. uh, so far. I think that, 
what was a game changer for me was being disciplined with myself in practice. And if something wasn't feeling right, or if you get and you, you get to where you maybe think something isn't perfect, you can't ignore it. And so I feel like for me, my horsemanship is everything because I never grew up with a rope and there's so many guys that are so talented with their rope that it's incredible. I never grew up with that and I work on my rope and ability every day, but horses is what the key is for me is having a good horse and using a good horse. That's where I feel like I can get an advantage. If I, if I work with my horse and I use my horse to the best of my ability, it makes me have to use my rope a little bit less, if that makes sense. And so in practice, it's very structured around my horse. I, you know, I'll rope the hill dummy and I'll do different things like that for me. And I'll, I'll rope steers for myself, but I want to make sure that my horse is feeling good. I want to make sure he's got a good shoe job. I want, I'm going to do everything I can to take care of my horse. And then when I practice, I don't completely practice for my horse, but a lot of it is around my horse whatever my horse is feeling if there's something that i don't like that he's doing or little things like that i can't ignore that because then it will just keep going downhill i got to make sure my horse is feeling perfect so that when i go compete i don't have to worry about my horse then then all i got to do is go catch the cow and my horse is going to be on on the on point right so er, early in uh one of the things you said was feeling right and not ignoring that Mm -hmm. um one thing that I like, I find myself personally, like when you're rodeoing is when you say something's not feeling right to me, that means like, well, there's a lot of mistakes that happen rodeoing, right? So there might be one, yes. that either it's a miss or it costs you a couple of tenths or something. And it like, it doesn't quite feel right. But then it's also like, well, how do you make those changes while you're rodeoing? Or do you just like, do you make the mental note like, Hey, this is maybe something I need to work on when I get home or how, do, cause I, I think a lot of this question, sorry, this is a lot that I'm trying to package together, no. but a lot of this is tied around confidence. So when yes, things start not absolutely. feeling good, how do you stay confident? How do you try to address the things and, and keep it sharp? Uh, what, 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 yeah. what do you do there? So when things aren't feeling good for me, like I said, a lot of, guys and a lot of times this is what i would do in the in the past is when things weren't feeling good i would stay mentally you know consumed in how it was not feeling good and it would just kind of give me so much tension that it wasn't even going to get feeling good you know what i'm saying and so i think that when things weren't feeling good what now i do instead is i think about everything if i can slow it down to my mind and think about what i know for sure about my horses and about my rope and and then I just try to focus on one thing at a time when I'm trying to get into a better thing. So if 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 things aren't feeling good for me, I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna go to myself and evaluate what I can do, a couple little things, and I'm not gonna nitpick myself totally, but I'm gonna say, okay, well maybe I can do this and this is what I'm gonna focus on. And then I'll look at my horse and say, okay, what is one or two things I need to work on? And then I'll go practice that and slow it down to where even if it doesn't feel right for a minute in practice, I know I'm getting somewhere to where I can get back to where it just feels easy. Cause sometimes it feels so easy and sometimes it feels impossible. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so what about when you can't practice? Is there something like mentally that you try to go back to like, 
like a like yeah, really defining your run or is it what what does that look like as far as like when when something doesn't go right and uh, you you can't practice it right when you when I'm in that spot I feel like that is where you know that's where faith comes in having having faith in God and just how far He's brought me I look through everything I've been through and then and then you kind of get to realizing that you know if you really believe in yourself and what you have going on and if you can go deep, deep down and, and just kind of use little things as a driving force to just keep you in a confident state of mind to where you, you've done it a million times. In reality, you, you've wrote however long, if you're, if you're someone out here competing professionally, you've done it so many times that, the only thing that's going to keep you from not having success is your mind. And so, so really that, that is probably the biggest thing between someone who is, I mean, some of the greatest in the entire world and somebody who's not quite there or getting there. It's, it's, it's their mentality. You know, it it is, it's, it's all a mental game and, and working on believing in yourself is so important. And that's why you can't get down on yourself and, let your mind think that it's defining you if you're doing bad. Cause really it's not, you got to use that as something to build off of and say, okay, yeah, I messed up here. I'm learning. I'm learning from it every time something doesn't go right. And I'm just getting better and better and better. And you have to believe that and you have to keep pushing forward. Man, that's good stuff. I really like this. Uh, okay. So one thing that I find really interesting is when something does go wrong, like you just said, and right when it's over, the, the the initial thoughts for me are usually terrible of what I think. Yeah. And it's like Absolutely. right after I miss or mess up. And, mm-hmm. and I've kind of learned how to learn how to handle those thoughts. But what, mm-hmm. what do you do when that kind of happens? And how do you try to like from when you do mess up or something goes wrong and uh, you know, how do you try to organize your mind right there to, to look at things to, to, you know, to have the, that have that faith and discipline in, in yourself. Right. No, I understand that for sure because there's been times, I mean, a couple of days ago, I missed the steer at Cheyenne, the first steer at Cheyenne. All we had to do is catch. My partner did a great job. I just missed the crap out of him. And I walked out of the arena. I was sweating. I was just dripping sweat. I was so mad at myself. And I think that it's good. You got you to gotta be like, hey, dude, what the heck to yourself a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And And then you got to go back and say, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes, however long, I don't think a guy needs to dwell on it. Cause then it just spirals into a native thing, but realize what you did wrong, understand that you know how to do it right. And then you have to, in your mind, just choose to be like, okay, I know what I did wrong. It's not going to happen again. And then you have to have confidence in yourself to move forward and know that it's not going to, going to happen again. you're not going to allow it to happen again, you know? And then I think it's important to then not dwell on it and realize then it's time. Hey, let's go back and realize what else is going on in my life. You know, how's my family doing things that matter like that, that, that are essentially what really matters. You know, if there's people in your life that, that you can count on that you can, you know, that's where, that's where I like to keep roping separate is because ropings up and down, we're constantly building on it there's going to be times we miss steers. It's like, Oh my gosh, it's the end of my life. And, and, you know, sometimes I felt like this, like, Oh my gosh, but real in the reality of it, 
whether you miss or catch this steer, your life at home should not change as far as the value you have to the people that that matter in your life. You know what I'm saying? And so that's where I'm like, hey, my mom still loves me or or whatever, you know, whether it's your your girlfriend, your wife, your the people, you know, your whatever there is, the people that you can count on, they're gonna love you no matter what. So I feel like that's what really matters. And then you can keep it separate from winning and losing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, I was saying this the other day at Cheyenne too. I was like, that, that first 45 minutes after you do not do good, at, especially at the bigger rodeos when it, you really mm-hmm. want to do do well. It's like those, right. first, those 45 minutes afterwards, it's kind of rough uh, just because oh, yeah. it's so, there's so much downtime. Um, not oh, a lot of people right. realize that, but it's like, there's just not a lot to do and, and you kind of got to find ways to to not dwell on it and understand it and have perspective right so i think that's yeah that's really i think i think it's really important to understand is that perspective on life yeah. and then on the comp on competition and not uh yeah. not letting them bleed into each other and that's that's a constant yeah. battle you know that's something i think that oh, it never yes. goes away no absolutely uh, you mentioned like... oh go ahead no, I was just going to say, especially like, you know, we drove from Elko to Cheyenne. There was 10 hours. Then I missed the one at Cheyenne. Now we have to drive 10 hours to Napa. And it is. It's If you're not mentally able to let go of it or just learn from it and move on, then you you can't you can't go. You, you will not be able to win because you have to be able to let go of that in order to do good on the next one. Because if your last run didn't go good and you hang on to it throughout your next runs, well, your next ones aren't are not going to be good. You know what I'm saying? So you have to make yourself let go of it. And I feel like the only way to do that is realizing that it's not the end of your life. That it's not the end of the world. It's important and it's what you're doing, but you're learning from it and you're moving on. Absolutely. So earlier you mentioned discipline. What yeah. is discipline to you? You know, you, you said that has been one of the things that's really changed, like discipline with yourself and your practice. Um, so yeah. what, like if you were to define discipline and how it's helped your open career improve and you get better as a person, what what would that mean? So I feel like discipline in every area of my life, and this is going to maybe sound weird, but this is kind of where it starts for me. So probably three years ago when I really started coming into play, I was a little overweight. I was kind of a chunky little kid or whatever. And, you know, didn't really have discipline in that little area. And, and I feel like being confident in yourself starts with how you view yourself. So when you look in the mirror, you have to see somebody that, that you're okay with, you know? And I feel like for me, it was like, Hey, I realized, Hey dude, you need to get your crap together a little bit. So I started eating good. I started doing everything I could to be disciplined that way. You know, I started working out and just little things like that. Well, I lost like 50 pounds and I feel way better about myself, you know, and that might not seem relevant to people, but, but for me, it was so relevant because it gave me a, something else I didn't have to worry about with myself. I felt good about myself that way, you know? And so that's where discipline started for me in that area was like, Hey, I need to be disciplined here. So I'm choosing to be disciplined here. It's given me confidence in my mind because I feel like confidence comes when you tell yourself you're going to do something and you do it that's where you get confidence in yourself. When you tell yourself you're going to do something, you don't do it. That's where you start to lack confidence. And so 
just controlling the things that you absolutely can control, that is where I feel like you can get a, a solid, solid table for confidence. And so that's where it started. Then in my roping, I would, I would like say I had a week at home. I'm going to think, okay, I have these horses to ride. I have this to do. I'm not going to kill it. I'm going to find a good, good area in between where I'm not overdoing my horses or myself, where I can get good, solid practice. If there's something not right, I'm going to do whatever it takes to fix it with my horses and be a discipline in that, like not going roping too many, not roping, not enough, you know, like making sure I got that done so that I, I felt, Hey, I did my job. I did what I needed to do to be disciplined to move in order to move forward. You know, I would rope the hill dummy. Hey, I'm going to throw this many loops on the, on the hill dummy. And then if I did it, I did it. And I feel good. I feel like, okay, I did it. There was days where I didn't do it. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? I would get up at two in the morning and I'd be like, go outside and rope the hill dummy just to make sure I got, I got my reps in. Do you know what I'm saying? But those little things that people don't see, that to me is where you get the the underlying confidence in yourself where, you know, if you mess up, it don't matter what someone says or thinks to you because you've been through way more than that. You, you can overcome that easy. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It makes a lot of sense. The other thing I think with this too is it's like, I mean, for example, just like eating healthy, right? That's like a little win that you're yeah. going to have to like, you're fighting battles all day long between not eating yeah. bad every meal or every chance. And so if you can do that all day long and then you can do it weeks and months and years at a time, those yeah. like all these wins that you've stacked up. And then it's the yeah. same thing with your roping. If you get out there and you work at it constantly and you like throw loops, like you're not going to really like, honestly, you're not going to fix your roping in one day. Like that aha moment mm-hmm. really isn't to me. Like you, there's really not an aha moment until you've done no. something so many times that you've got like this great yeah. feel for it. And then you're like, Oh, I just tweak on this a little bit and this a little bit. And that's when yeah. it's like, it's just, a. It, I think that's how it builds uh, up. Right. And it's the same with your like horses, Abs- right? they're absolutely they're gonna do the same way getting better so i I think like all of it and and that's where like that's a a great way or to apply the word discipline you know what i mean doing it every single day knowing what's right to do knowing what's right to eat knowing what's right to work out for yourself and where you want to go uh i think that's very very important uh are you so are you like uh do you set goals and um how, how does that kind of work as far as like keeping, uh, you know, cause obviously you've, you've put together a lot of work here just, just from this conversation. So yeah. is it goal setting or do you just kind of like have something in mind that you were working towards or what does that look like? No, I definitely have goals. Um, you know, and I feel like maybe I do need to be a little bit better about like maybe writing my goals down. You know, I feel like we all have goals, you know, and sometimes we're unclear, but I feel like I'm pretty clear with myself with what goals I have and I'll have goals each day. And then I'll have goals a week out or maybe a month out. I'll think, hey, okay, I want to do this like with rodeo. And I'll be like, okay, by the end of this month, I want to have won this much. You know, there's little things like that. And I feel like that's good to have. But I feel like the goals day to day is where you're really going to get somewhere. You need to have an end goal, obviously. Um, but I feel like keeping yourself with little goals each day and achieving those is what helps you build consistently and you know when i first started roping 
and roping competitively, I thought, man, there's, I, it's just going to be a point where this is just like, bingo, I'm here, done this and that, you know what I'm saying? But it's really not that. It's, And so that's where you have to enjoy it every day and realize that, hey, this is what I'm doing and, and I'm so lucky to be able to do it and I'm going to give it everything I got. And that comes down to eating, to, you know, working out, riding horses, calling, talking to people, not being afraid to ask questions. There's going to be times you're going to be shut down by people and it's like, you feel like so little, but I feel like all of that is what builds you and gives you backbone to stand on your own. Right. What about, uh, you know, the, as a guy gets out there in rodeos, there always seems to be something that comes up. That's like, you're like, man, I was not prepared for this. And this is really hard. You know, this is Mm -hmm. those challenges that you really don't expect to have happen. For you, as you were like mm. early into your career, really getting out there, what was what's been like one of the biggest challenges, or something like that you kind of overlooked, or maybe something that you've done yeah. to kind of uh, overcome it, or or that maybe even could help some some guys out too. Yeah, I think that one of the biggest struggles for me was I didn't realize how ba- bad it was going to be for me leaving home and being away from my family so much because. I never realized how much I depended on them, you know, just for comfort or advice. And I feel like when you leave, like when I first moved to Texas, I, I was out there, I left by myself. And it's one thing, you know, you move away from college, you're a couple hours from home, you can go home whenever, whatever. And, you know, that, that still is a challenge, but I feel like, you know, I'm 20, 24 hours from home, drive, I can fly home if I need to, which I have a few times flew home just because I needed to see my mom or whatever, you know, but it, people sometimes that are in the horse industry, their whole families and stuff, they, uh, they don't see that part of it, which is kind of nice for them, you know, but it's something that I've kind of had to go through as far as the sacrifices I've had to make, you know, birthdays, being away from my brothers, they're doing things, you know, just little things that people maybe don't realize, you know, that, that was a big struggle for me is I was missing out on a lot. And so I wanted to, to do good so that I could kind of justify that in my mind. And now it's not really that, you know, now it's kind of like, Hey, it's okay. I'm doing this and I still have them, you know, they're on my team. I can call them. They're a phone call away. If I need to, I can get home. You know, it's not the end of the world. And just knowing, you know, that I'm gonna, I'm, they're still, what matters to me and I'm still going to have them versus just thinking, Oh, I'm so far from here. This is such a struggle being out. That was, that was probably the hardest thing. You know, there's things with roping that are hard that you don't realize, you know, you'll, you'll look at videos and you'll see someone miss a cow and you're like, man, I would never miss this cow. This is the easiest thing ever. And then you go and you have that cow and you miss the crap out of it. And you're like, what the heck? You know, and so it's it's humbling. It's just so humbling because it freaking there's times when I looked at myself and I'm like, Are you serious, dude? That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. But you have to be able to realize that sometimes crap's just gonna happen and you gotta be able to let it go. And that's why I feel like discipline with yourself and having some some backbone outside of roping and having having it be two separate things has been such a big deal for me, realizing that that roping's what I'm doing. And it doesn't value who I am as a person. That has been a big deal for me. Yeah, I like that. 
Well, let's talk about some rodeos right quick because I, I just was kind of curious about about this, like what it yeah. feels like too, as far as like some of the runs and stuff, man. Um, yeah. Like, I I think the one thing uh, not a lot of people understand is how fast the rodeos are and how aggressive the team mm-hmm. has to be to to even yeah. make good runs. Like, like Livingston the other day, were, were you guys? You guys were fast there, right? Four or five or something, right? We were four or five us. in Livingston. Yeah, we're like the first team out in Slack. We're four or five. I'm thinking, all right, I think we're going to be pretty good. Uh, then next thing you know, we were the first team out in Slack. 5-1 was winning it from the performance before, and we were four or five. I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we can probably win top three monies. Hopefully this will be great. Well, next thing you know, teams just keep coming out four flat, four, 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 three, da, 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 da. I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, I'm getting my butt kicked. And I thought I just maxed the steer out. And I think that sometimes that's hard for a guy to realize is how fast and how on, on it you do have to be. How do you, uh, how do you go to the, the next one after that happens? Cause that's something, uh, I've never really heard anyone talk about a lot. You know what I mean? When you are, mm-hmm. when you do, I feel like you did your job perfectly. Four or five, first out in slack, anytime should be good. I know Livingston is like fast and, and sometimes four or five is, it's right in the middle of it. And then it's, right. it's, a, it's a really big check. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to yeah. tell, but yeah. So I think that going to the next yeah, one, how does that, how does that change? Mm-hmm. You know, or. You know, I, I feel like I look at that run and I say, okay, there was like one or two things that I could have done probably to be a few tenths of a second faster. And so then I'm just going to realize that and then I'm not going to dwell on it because I did my job as far as I caught the cow. So I need to be happy that, hey, I was four or five. That, that is a good run. I need to be happy that I was able to do that. Then I can critique a few things and then the next one I'm going to go go at him again. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like that, that, you know, when you catch and you just get beat, you cannot let that, that get you down too bad. I mean, if you go out and just catch, but you're like way off the ball, then that's one thing. But if you're still in it, you know, and, and you're still a half a second too slow or something that that's a little, those are little things you can fix. You know what I'm saying? And so I think just, not getting too hung up on that is important and and not getting out of your run you know not trying to make big steps that that you're not they're unfamiliar to you you know you kind of as a roper you'll know what your style is you know you know your shots you know what you know how you're going to play your role so be the best you and and play your best shots and that's how you're going to win you're not going to win being someone else you're going to win being the best version of yourself and yeah, staying with yourself and your run. I, I love that. Cause I think those are the, those are the runs that can really take a team out of it and where they want to press harder and, uh, and just try to do more when in, when in reality, I think if you just keep doing the same thing, it, it just, it'll eventually pay, you know, you'll get paid really good for that, those runs. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's so important. Cause when you, when you stay with yourself and you just keep doing what you know how to do best and you, you know, you work on your weaknesses and you work on your strengths at the same time and you stay with rope and as you know, the style that you want or, or what you are, 
you continue, you start to have this confidence in your run that, that, you know, it only comes over reps. It only comes over time, you know, and it's never going to be perfect. Like, Oh, I got everything figured out, but there's little things that you stop having to worry about with your open, you know, you, you'd be like, man, I've done this, you know, and you just, you kind of know that you got it that way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So as far as, um, that, that discipline, like, you know, you talked about, and there's a, the four or five, you said, well, there might be a couple of little things in the run. And you've mentioned like, well, I just got to stay within it. Um, I've started to write down steers. I hear a lot of guys do it. I started to write down steers yeah. and I noticed like for me, if I was losing maybe a 10th or two or some things were happening, um, I didn't worry mm-hmm. about it too much, but at the end of the year, when I did have some time to go practice, then I could yep. really apply that uh, and be like, all right, this is what I want to fix going into the next yes. year when I knew I had some time to kind of work through it. And this might give yeah. me those extra couple of tents. And, and I think right. to me, that's really, that's really helps. Uh, so I don't try right. to do too much while I'm out there and I really can't uh-huh. back it up with a bunch of practice. Is that something, yeah. uh, is that something you kind of, we're, we're getting at a little bit or what do you think about that? Yeah, totally. I think, I think that a hundred percent. And you know, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I really think one of the big things that team ropers don't talk about enough is the fact that it's team roping. And, you know, there's a lot of teams in general or team ropers in general, you know, they'll say little things. Oh, my guy did this. My guy did that, you know. And so I never liked that. I never thought I was like, hey, this is my team. I want to build it as a team. I want to work on it as a team. And so one thing that is super important for me as a team roper is when I'm going with the guy, I want to build a team that if my partner sees something, they feel comfortable coming to me and saying, Hey, I think you need to do this. I think we need to do this. And then I need to be able to feel the same way to my partner. And so I feel like that is where you can build something that you can work on being faster. And then you can build a run. You can build this relationship with your partner. That's like, Hey, this is, this is like a business partner. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I feel like you need to be able to talk to your partner because I I've said this for a while, but the best teams talk to each other and the teams that don't win talk to other people about their partner. And I feel that like that is, that is killing your, your roping when you are talking to other people about your partner, because dude, that's the guy that you're trying to win with. You need to be on the same page with that guy all the time, you know? And, and that has been huge for me. And that's where it's been a strength for me is, is being able to talk to my partner and, and us being able to, to, you know, be on the same page, like, Hey, we're friends. We're good. Let's talk about this so we can both benefit from it. And I feel like that is something that you have to be able to do because if you can't, you'll never be on the same page as your partner. So you can't complete the job. Right. And and I think more or less like the conversations around, you, you, you said it earlier, your run. And so that's where the, the practice comes in. Like you, the team has their run and that like what they're trying to do. And as you get out right. there, you get different setups, different steers, probably like different handles, whatever it is. And yeah. so you could kind of talk about those things like, hey, uh-huh. th- like if this causes this, um, should yeah. I be expecting to ride here? Like, what do you think? Like, and I right. think that's where like the diet, the dialogue can become really important. Yeah. Uh, that, especially like, exactly. Cause the roping is really not that big of a deal at this point. Like you're, you're probably right. not going to even talk about roping. You're more or less going to be talking yep. about like, Hey, are we going to haze them? Are we, uh, Cause they we want more yeah. haze, less haze? Yeah. Where do you want? I want to be here. Where does this feel mm-hmm. right? And I think that's like, 
that's where that dialogue can be really important because then you're yeah. getting away from like mechanics to actual yeah. strategy, I would say. Dressing your mind out over mechanics that in reality you already know how to do. Exactly. And so yeah. it's important to be on that page with the guy you're open with is I know when the cow does this or this or this, I know what my guy over there is going to do. So then it gives me the confidence to know where I need to be to do my job so that you can complete that, that run. Right. So for you, man, uh, one thing that I've just kind of watched over the last year or so has been, I think your healing has came a long ways. I, I don't know what it was or just like, if I just got to watch you rope a lot more, um, but it just seemed like I thought this kind of late spring, just getting to watch you heal quite a bit. I was like, man, this guy's really, it looks really good. And, and just compared to like a year, a year and a half before that. And, uh, and I know we all, all want to get better, but yeah. for me, it looks, it just looked a lot different. And I don't know if it feels that way that. for you. Yeah. What do you think that is? Well, well, what it was is I uh, had gone to Texas, come back home. You know, I was, I was working with my brothers a lot. We, we were working with our company and, and kind of doing that. And I kind of like, I wanted to rope, but I kind of wasn't completely all in. And I, you know, I roped every day at the house and I was doing this and that. And I would go to some circuit rodeos for the, a couple of years, you know, but I wanted to rope so bad, but I, and I was like, man, why is this not working out with this roping for me or whatever, you know? And then there was kind of a moment in time last year, about a year ago, I, I just really sat in with myself and I thought, you know, I'm 23. I was 22 at the time. I'm like, I don't want my life. I love roping. I don't want my life as a roper to be, you know, passing me up. And I thought as hard as it is, I need to be all in. I, I need to be all in and everything that I'm doing. And so I, this is, this is kind of crazy, but I went and stayed in Texas with Clay Smith for a month and he helped me. He helped me a bunch, you know, with my rope and spun me a lot of steers. And that was great before, before December. And then after, after Christmas, I was like, Hey, I need to, I need to be all in. I'm going to be all in. And I, I went back to Texas. I had nowhere to stay i didn't have a place i i just knew i needed to be in stephenville where all the ropers were i went to texas i was roping with a kid at the time and i was looking for i was staying in a hotel for like the last three days looking for a place to stay and i was just by myself i had i had three horses with me and i was keeping them at a overnight place you could just pay overnight and i was just trying to find a place to, to rent because i knew i didn't want to be there like I don't want to live in Texas full time, but I want to be all in roping. And so I knew I needed to be there, but I still am able to come home in the summer because the rodeos are out here, here. So I moved there without a place to stay. And I was looking, looking, looking. Well, it was the biggest blessing, but Mason Russ, the kid that I was roping with a little bit this winter, his family ended up having a place that just popped up and I was able to, to rent it from them. And, and stay there but i think that going through that and realizing hey i'm all in with this I, i'm doing everything i possibly can roping the dummy roping riding horses 
I mean, I moved my whole life out there. You know, I, I, I sacrificed everything. And so once I feel like in my mind, I knew I was all in my rope and just continued. It just got better. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it, and it, I, I want it to just continue to get better. I still have so much to learn. I mean, there's guys that are so incredible that I look up to. I'm like, all right, that, that's some good stuff. I need, I'm, I'm getting there. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like just being all in, that is what sets the guys who get better and the guys who stay at some level apart, you know? Absolutely. Do you, do you think fear is a big like, contributor to people not going all in, especially at a young yeah. age where like, I, I think, I guess the one thing about rodeo is it's hard to overcome financially. Like that's just one of the aspects oh, yeah. of it is roping. It's, it's really rough, but if you're young, and it's not that big of a deal to lose yeah. all your money well, because you probably don't yeah. have very much at a young age. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean and, and so I think, exactly. I think fear is a big thing that holds people back. What do you, what do you think? Fear, fear is huge. And I put fear with faith because I feel like in order to overcome your fears, you got to have faith. And for me, that's, that's Jesus. So I, I feel like whatever I was afraid of moving this and that, when I'm ignoring that and I'm not doing it, that's because I'm not really relying on my faith in God, you know, and, and realizing that I can get through it and I can definitely get through it with him. I, the only way I can get through it is with him, you know? And so for me, I feel like stepping into your fear is the only way to grow because you're never going to get where you want to go without walking through that fear of whatever fear it is. And that's in anything in life, any area in life, you know? And so I feel like if you're, I see these guys that are always like, oh, when I get to this amount of money, I'll go do this. When I do this, I'll do this. Oh, when I, man, to heck with that. Jump in, you know, have some courage and, and let's go after this. There's going to be times where I'm going to wake up and be like, oh God, I just don't even want to get out of bed because it feels like there's so much on your plate. You know, you don't know how you're going to pay this. You don't know how you're going to do this, but I feel like having the courage to and the faith to go through those fears that's where you can grow and unless you you have the the faith and the courage to do that you're not going to grow well absolutely and and i think too like one thing about one thing about it is there's this like what we'd like to do and like it uh-huh. almost seems like uh, really far away like almost not attainable but if you kind of start going down that path there's like there i feel like there's a crossroads a lot of people get to where they they're almost afraid to to try it because of the they are if they don't succeed then they wouldn't be good enough and Mm -hmm. and i think that is a it's a to me it's a big big mistake because even if you don't maybe reach goals that you want to you learn a lot about everything else and you really learn a lot about yourself and i think that's yeah. like the uh, the one thing that's that, where uh, yeah. don't, right when you're pursuing something you you really do like if you're pursuing it's something so, that i like is great to you it's you learn so yeah. much about yourself oh dude that's the thing is like when you sit there and you think i want to be like this guy or i want to be like this guy you're not that guy you're not you have a totally independent race from that guy and i feel like that's where you cannot get caught up in because number one you can't be jealous of anybody you can learn from people but 
when you start to be jealous of different things, the way people robe, the way people do, you're just knocking yourself. And so you can't, you can, you can see something and learn from people, you know, with whatever they're doing or whatever. But, but really, we all have our own race, and it's our job to run our race the best we can. And it's no one else's job to do that for us, and it's no one else's place to to have in our minds that, hey, we need to do this. Oh, I just wish I was like this. No, really. No, you don't. You didn't you need to be the best version of yourself. And that's where that's where, you know, contentment comes from and being content with things is that's where that comes from for me. Well, and uh, man, I love it because I, I think the other thing with jealousy is it it gives you an excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're like, oh, if yeah. I had this or would do this, that you would sure. have that. And and the the truth is, well, you don't have that, and this is what you're going to yeah. have to do to to get yeah. where you want to go. And everyone's, like you said, got their own race, but I think that's yeah. the the well, whole people, point of this is know. to. Yeah, the reality is every single person has struggles they got to get through and you either use it as your excuse or you use it as your motivation and I feel like it's a choice. It's just it's total choice and you can look at people and oh he's just got this made oh this guy's just has this made. No, that's not true at all. That guy's got his own independent struggles you don't even know about. We all have things we go through and that's that's where people get in the little pity party and that's where you can't grow. You definitely can't grow being in a pity party. So to me, no matter what, winning or losing, you are yourself, you know, and and I feel like trying to act like you're something you're not, that's never gonna get you nothing, you know. And so never really caring what people think of you, I think's important. You know, if you constantly are worried about what people think of you, you can't grow. And but you need to have a a mindset that you're willing to listen to people who who are there to help you grow. And so caring about what those people have to say is important, you know, but caring about worrying about what someone thinks or whatever, man, that's got to go out the window or you can't grow. Cause if you're consumed about what someone thinks, you're not worried about the things that really matter as far as helping you continue to grow. It's a, it's a juggling act of like, of humility and confidence is what yeah, I feel absolutely. like rodeoing is. You, yeah. you got to believe in yourself, but you got to be willing to learn and you got to be able absolutely. to, to kind of keep those both in check where you're not ignorant to things. And, uh, and mm-hmm. then you still believe that you can do it too. And I think that's, Oh, that's a, that's a slippery slope the whole way. You know what I mean? That's something yeah, that can always absolutely. get out of balance. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I just, I kind of like, I got just a couple more questions. Um, you know, if for advice, if someone, because your shoes are so unique as far as like not coming from the rope and background. So let's say yeah. that for someone that does not come from a rodeo roping horse background, what would be the biggest piece of advice you'd give to someone like that to, to potentially get into the sport and, you know, figure out if they want to pursue it or how much they'd like to pursue it? Yeah, I think, Honestly, the biggest thing, there's obviously a lot, but you can't be afraid to call people and you can't be afraid to be resourceful. You know, you may not have all the resources, resources that you need or that some people need have, but you can always be resourceful. You can always find people to call and whether they're willing to help you or not, that's on them. But you have to be willing to be shut down by people in order to 
to grow in this. You know, there's been times I've called people and they just weren't really going to help me in the area, you know, and I was willing, Hey, I'll do this. I'll come work for you. I will do this and that. And some people just are going to tell you no, and you have to be okay with that, but you can't be afraid to go to the next person and be like, Hey, here's the deal. I want to learn from you. Can I, can we figure something out? What can I do, you know, to benefit you so that you can help me? And so I feel like that was something I was always good at, you know, is I would call people all the time. I never had an arena growing up and it, I thought it sucked when I was a kid, but really it's been one of the best things for me is I was always calling people and I was always roping around different people. So in reality, whether they were helping me or not, if I could watch them, I was learning. And so that is huge being a visual learner. If you're not, if you're not coming from a background, you know, being able to watch things, you know, I would sit on YouTube and watch training, horse training videos for hours. I would watch different things, you know, or, or now it's such a beautiful thing. X factor kid, people can, can do that. There's so, so much advice. Someone who doesn't know can go and, you know, watch. And if I had that when I was a kid, I'm like, flip, I could have learned things like crazy, you know? Um, and so that's kind of, that's cool. Now that roping's growing so much that it's so much easier to learn about and to, and to get into. And so, but I feel like no matter what you have to be willing to, to talk with people and go over to someone you've never met's house and feel uncomfortable and be like, man, thank you so much for letting me come over. Like I, I appreciate it, you know, and, and being appreciative is huge. Like understanding when people are willing to help you out, you know, understanding how valuable that is and, and being grateful for that. Cause there's people that help me out. That's like, I, I can't even repay them the amount they've helped me, you know, but being a good person and and realizing how valuable and how good people are you know you'll come across people that are just so good and and you know being grateful for those people that 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 to me is how you you grow when you don't come from it is is finding those people that are there to help you and and just banking on them and you being there for them them to bank on you if you if they need you absolutely I love that answer. All right, one one last question. The what was the biggest like setback, failure, you know, what whatever it is, disappointment mm-hmm. that you had in your roping career that ended mm-hmm. up being a having a huge positive impact on you that you did, kind of didn't realize it at the time. You know, a lot of people have heard a little bit about my accident, you know, and um I won't go into it totally, so, but What's that? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm terrible over the phone sometimes. I I just interrupt randomly. No, you're good. But, um, yeah, when I was, when I was 13, I got in an auto pedestrian accident, you know, and it was, we didn't know if I'd be able to like, of course, at that point in time, I wasn't that, you know, invested in as I am now, you know, it was, I was just a kid, but, but we didn't know if I was going to be able to rope again or they didn't know if i'd be able to walk again you know and i think that that could have been a huge setback for me you know i could have like going to school they were going to put me in the classes like these short classes they weren't for normal kids you know trying to do this and that and i never accepted that i you know i i knew that god had healed me and so i never wanted to give myself the shortcut so i use that as motivation you know to to push me forward in my roping 
instead of like a setback, like, Oh, I I'll never be able to do this again. I have, you know, my arm was broke almost out of my skin and, you know, I got like bad, like compressed vertebrae and stuff in my neck and this and that. And like, instead of being like, Oh man, this is just killing me. I'm not gonna be able to do this. Like I never use that as an excuse, you know? And so it actually has ended up propelling me way forward in my roping and in life period, you know, but as far as, as roping goes, what that did for me is I realized what I got through with God as a kid. And so everything that I got to face roping, I feel like with God, I can get through it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, the perspective, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know if this is just like a total cliche, but just like how precious life is and how we kind of take some things yeah. for granted, like ju- just our health alone, like just being healthy is something exactly we, we probably don't even think about on a, a day in a day out basis. And when you have something like Absolutely. that to, to question, it's gotta, yeah. it's gotta completely change yeah. the way you think or how you, your outlook yeah. on life. Well, it is. And with roping, like the thing is, is if you show up to the roping or the rodeo before you compete and you're already happy and content and grateful for where you are, man, you're already winning. You're, you're winning the whole enchilada that that's how you win is when you, when you are happy with yourself as a person and you are aware of what God has done for you, for you to even be there and how lucky you are to even be in those positions. That is winning. That, that is where it's at. Jared, that's awesome. I feel like this, that's a great way to, to close out this podcast, man. Um, I love that perspective and just the the understanding that you have right there. That's pretty cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank, thanks for talking. I'm glad I got to ramble off a little bit with you guys. Oh, no, it's super fun, man. Uh, enjoyed it. And uh, thanks again. Uh, Jared, we really do appreciate you coming on, and g- good luck the rest of the summer. Okay, well, thanks, you guys. I appreciate you.